It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. Season two, a brand new season, but the same show. And for the first time in a long time, coming to y'all from in person. Jake Galley, Kyle Sarek, Stat Matt Robertson. You know the guys, but it's funny because we got in here, what, like a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago or something, to get the lay of the land. And we just realized like, like this is the first time that they met in person. That's crazy. That's actually the first time that I'm hearing about that. But that, that I guess makes sense, right? We, like Kyle started in yep, the pandemic. During COVID, yeah. yeah. Me and Matt had that weird like couple episodes where we were in Delaware doing, yep. doing it in the studio yep. with fame. Uh, when I was at school. Yeah. yeah. So Kyle was it's my first time ever in the studio. Like that's crazy. I've never done this. Yeah. To make it a good one then. Yeah, of course. Y'all, y'all have your call for a long time. It's of the course. first time us being here. But you know how we do it. The same show, bringing you the facts, broken down in only ways that y'all can understand. And you take it to the water, water cooler. But we're starting this episode. It's season two. So we're starting a little different. We're starting this episode with speaking facts first. We're bringing back an oldie, but a goodie. Y'all know speaking facts. We picked the most outrageous or maybe the best quotes that we've heard all week. And we're going to break it down for y'all. For the first one is Mike Tannenbaum on Get Up. And he said the New England is a real threat in the AFC East. And I think they will be up there with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills because of a smart offense and a much better defense. He's actually not the first person I heard to pump up the Patriots when they're, when they're not supposed to. Stephen A. also said that they're a top five threat to make the Super Bowl. So, Jake, I'll start with you. My guy, how crazy is Mike Tannenbaum as he's speaking facts? Uh, I think it's only as crazy as you think it is that Mac Jones will win the offensive rookie of the year. For them to have that type of success, Mac Jones needs to be that level of player. He's going to have to be... I'm not going to say he has to be Brady-esque, but he has to be, I mean, pro bowl level, whatever, whatever, you know, awards you want to hand out. But that, that is their measuring stick up there. Like, like Brady is their, if you're below Brady, you're not good. If you're above Brady, I guess no one's above Brady. But if you meet that stature, like, that's what they're looking for, is it not? And outside, I mean, the quarterback position is really what was holding them back. I mean, no hate to Cam Newton, but he was not the Cam Newton of old. He was not the Cam Newton that they needed him to be. Simple. And now I think you can run more of that, Tom Brady kind of typical New England offense that we've seen that they're going to try and run this year. Hey, oh, but to say they'll be better is fine. To say that they'll make an improvement is fine. Why, why do we have to jump to AFC East that's contenders, Super Bowl contenders? Like, why do we have to do that? Kyle, is, that's, is Mike Tannenbaum. That's back? the thing. I do like Mac Jones. Everything you said, it's going to make the offense better. We know what their defense is. It's great. But the problem is they're going to be up there with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. That's the issue. That's the quote that I got a problem with. That's why I'm going to say Mike Tannenbaum is not speaking facts. We're talking about the team that was in the AFC Championship last year and damn near was close to the Super Bowl. And Josh Allen is, what, 26 now? Right, right. Going to get better. Stephon Diggs, top receiver in the league. I mean, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on the Patriots. If you watch the big board series, I did have the Dolphins ranked above them. That was before the Cam Newton cut. Maybe I would change that a little bit. But I'm going to say that it's – no, he's not speaking facts because they're not up there with the Buffalo Bills. That was my next point. The, the, why, why are we leapfrogging Miami? Like, why, why are they all of a sudden better than Miami, who, who was my, a good team? Miami went 10-6 last year, almost made the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, they went 7-9. They missed – they had a lot of players miss last season because of COVID. They sat out. They spent $163 million in free agency this year. Belichick's going to work, and they'll, they'll get him to, like, 9-8, and eight, and they'll be a distant – Third behind Miami and Buffalo. Yeah, I, I like they might third. be, be better than page. Miami, but like they're better than they were last year. But they're they're not going to threaten like a twelve and five or thirteen and four, whatever. We're Buffalo. We're on the same go. page. Yeah. Well, here's what people don't can't like compartmentalize about Bill Belichick and the Patriots. It's like what we've only ever seen them like bad or mediocre or the best team in the league. So people yep. think like if the Patriots get better, they're automatically the best team in the league. And that's, there is a middle ground. I know New England has never existed in that middle ground, but there is a 10 and six and, and we lose in the wild card round like that. If he would have, if Mike would have said that, I'd have been like, Mike, you got one. Playoff team. Playoff seven, team. I'm going to make the wild card. Yeah, like, and, that, and that's still a little spicy. And that's, that's still a little spicy for you for the takes. But 
That, not that one. You want to talk about spicy takes, and that person I'm about to name is known for these spicy takes. Former First Take host now, Max Kellerman, on First Take, said Miami makes the most sense for Deshaun Watson. He's a superstar quarterback. They're a team that's ready to win. He can make them over the top. Let's throw the allegations out, out the window for the sake of this argument. We understand what Deshaun Watson is wrapped up in right now. If he does make his way out of Houston, gets cleared to play again, is Max Kellerman speaking facts? Is it, is it the Miami Dolphins? Uh, no, it is not. And it would have been the Miami Dolphins last year. It would be the Miami Dolphins next year. But year two for Tua Tagovailoa, you cannot, especially considering he never got a full training camp, you cannot give up on him yet because, as I've said ad nauseum, you cannot win with a quarterback making as much money as Deshaun Watson. No team has ever done it. It's Deshaun. There have been better quarterbacks than Deshaun Watson who have made that much money. Tua, not one of them. Tua, not one of them. them. But Tua, I think, is good enough the way that team is built. Like, you need, like, B-plus quarterback play to be able to be, like, a top-two team. And what does Deshaun give you? I'm not, I'm not understanding. You, you, because... you put last year's Deshaun Watson, because we don't know how all this stuff will affect him mentally and stuff. But if sure, we just, sure, sure. We just put what he was last time we saw him play on the Dolphins. They are right there with the Bills. They're, they're what they're, Mike Tannenbaum says yeah, about the Patriots, they're, right? They're, they're, okay. they're, they could win the Super Bowl. Like, they'd be that good. Miami make you, and if you have a chance to be that good, if you just look at the the talent of the player, then Miami, then you you throw Tua out for that. One hundred percent. If you're just looking at the talent aspect. Before you go, Kyle, I don't think Max Kellerman speaking facts when he says that that it makes the most sense for him. I actually thought the team that made the most sense for him pre-draft was the 49ers before they decided to go and get Trey Lance. But it's kind of like the same constructed team, right? Like good players outside of the quarterback, really good defense, and Deshaun puts them over the top. But Miami is still a very, very, very good destination. And I also think, like, with the, the head coaching turnover, I think like, Brian Flores has a good – as establishing a good culture there, and he thrives on that. But, Kyle, you're last. Yeah. Is Kyle speaking facts? So, I do think he's speaking facts. I think your 49ers one would have been up there. A team I'm looking at also would be Washington, though, mm-hmm. with Tannehill, mm-hmm. another project, great defense, great weapons around it. But I think they are speaking facts. We mentioned already Miami's 10-6 and six last season. I mean, you take a guy like that, rookie Jalen Waddle, that's a weapon. Miles Gaskin had a great end of the year. That's another weapon. Devontae Parker, we know what the defense does. I mean, I think it does make the most sense. I'm not giving up on Tua. Like Jake said, year two, rookie quarterback. You want to see what could happen in year two. But if I got a shot to get Deshaun Watson with the Deshaun. weapons they got right around him, I'm going to go Deshaun. So you think it's a Super Bowl move until you trade for him and he's out for six weeks. Because but this, but this is this is that's why I said throw the allegations out the window, and I don't want to disrespect like any of the allegations. I'm just saying for the sake of the argument, assume he could play right away. Assume it gets clear, but he still wants out of Houston, and assume he can play right away is, or or two yeah, or three games, whatever. Best it, team, right? For me, it's like best that. Team. That makes it easier. I still have huge reservations about the he doesn't want to pay quarterback. Um, and also the assets that you have to give up to, pay to acquire him. The only guy in the league don't want to pay a quarterback. By the way, hey, but just by the way, if we want to go back somewhere on tape, I said the Rams should never pay Jared Goff when he was a rookie, uh, and you should just recycle your quarterback every time they're up on their new deal. Regardless. Ah, uh, Nick Sirianni guy, you want to be a quarterback factory. Regardless of any of that, <laughs> uh, I, I just think it, it's 50-50 before all of the allegation stuff, and then including that, I just don't know how you trade. I mean, I guess fair. If you include the allegations, you can't touch him. You can't touch him. He, that's why That's why no one has right now. But, like, yeah. if I get a chance to trade for Deshaun Watson with with everything okay, you can throw year two out the window, and, and that's an absolute fact. <laughs> oh, you like that one, huh? Year two. Year two. Matt, I'm coming to you on this last one. And, and this last one is a quote that a lot of people think, and Asante Samuel was just the one to say it. He tweeted about Bill Belichick, cold-blooded is an understatement. Without Brady, he is just another coach. Matt, is he speaking that, that's just, just, an, just another coach. That's, that's asinine. Brady, <laughs> was, Brady was a nobody in 2001 when they won the Super Bowl. I forgot he's one. a Brady hater. It's, it's a softball Brady, hater. Brady was a nobody, and he missed the NFC title game because he got hurt, and it was Bledsoe came in. They didn't win the Super Bowl because they held the greatest show on turf to 17 points, and the offense scored 13 points. Didn't they have to win games to get to that Super Bowl, though? Yeah, the Tuck Rule game where Brady fumbled the game where he got caught up by the refs. I forgot he's a Brady hater. I said, do not Brady, got, Brady hater. Brady got hurt in the AFC title game, so that was Bledsoe. 
And then in the Super Bowl, Brady threw for like 120 yards and a touchdown. The Brady hater. You can't do nothing with a Brady hater, man. Uh, I, I just want to, with this quote, put it through the lens of his father also played for Bill Belichick. And I'm a little young to like really know the ins and outs of that departure. He ended up on the Philadelphia Eagles, who I'm not going to call them a rival of the Patriots, but um, I mean they certain. I mean they had just played them in the Super Bowl right. a few years prior. Like I'm going to assume there's some bad blood that fueled Asante Samuel Jr., who looks good by the way in, in preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that was fueled a little bit by some some family tension. And Maybe ties he's also grown up like he's not his father who grew up watching another quarterback. It's Asante Samuel Jr. who much like us has only seen one quarterback really dominate like the realm of football pretty much his entire life. So he, that's probably why he thinks that. Kyle, ASJ, what are you talking about, man? Come what are you on, talking bro. About? Just another coach. Didn't he win the AFC East with Matt Castle at quarterback? They missed the like, playoffs, but they won 11 and 5. Yeah, 11 and 5, right? Yeah. But I mean, like, that, like, this man's resume speaks for itself. I mean, they went bad season last year, but they've had, like, Brady has gotten hurt a lot. Remember what they did with. I'm blanking on the name. Colts quarterback Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett, Brissett. And, I, and and um and Garoppolo. Does Tom Brady get you Super Bowls? Yeah, Tom Brady got Bruce Arians a Super Bowl, but Belichick is just not another coach. I mean, he's the Greg Popovich of the NFL. They do it's the same role. I mean, hands down. I mean, it's a Hall of Famer we're talking about. Just another coach. He's been with one team for this long. Most guys would have been fired year four. In the in the, I love the Greg in the um 2003 NFL playoffs. The Patriots played both MVPs because it was a dual MVP of McNair and Peyton Manning, and they held him to one touchdown pass and five interceptions. Oh, you're still trying to take all the all of the the the, the first the two, off of Brady right The first now, two Super Bowls that Belichick won were because of Bill Belichick. And then the next. The next four? The next four? But two Super Bowls is not just another coach. No, no, I, I agree. I don't. I personally don't think he's speaking facts. But I want to go back to your Greg Popovich point because I think that's a, a, a tremendous analogy. Like they're very synonymous in sports right now, and they're both kind of going through the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like they both got an aging, once was star, thinking that maybe this will help us get into the playoffs, and it didn't work. Demar Derozan with the Spurs, Cam Newton with the Patriots, and like. They're all they're both coaches that everyone says like they're down right now. But at some point, they're like they're gonna rear their head again and they're gonna be at the top of the NBA or top of the NFL, which is absolutely why Asante Sane was not speaking facts. And he knows that. He knows that. You know who Bill Belichick is. If you paid attention to to any of the seasons your pappy was on Bill Belichick's team, you know he's not another coach. Ask Jamie Collins if, if Bill Belichick is just another coach. Goes to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah just to find a, that out the hard way. Yeah, just another coach. And I also think, like, you mentioned Greg Popovich. I mentioned Steve Kerr. I mentioned the Warriors because when you look at how people talk about that team, Kevin Durant, oh, it's easy for Kevin Durant to go there and win that ring. That, that You know, he didn't do anything. Steve Kerr, oh, he had all those great players. I mean, he didn't really do anything. Uh, their, their GM drafted me. Oh, you got lucky. You picked Steph Curry and he becomes one of the best. Like, you could go down the list and say, because you're in this organization of, of you know, greatness. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't do anything. It was the other people. But yeah. you, to, for those other people to be great, they have to rely on you to be equally great. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. where I think kind of gets lost here with the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady thing. And we've even done it. You know, chicken or the egg? Who's to who's the most uh, deserving for all their success? Brady. You know, it, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to separate them. Is my point. It it, it is. And, but it's fun to do because it, for me, when you have that argument, go down the rabbit hole a little bit. When you have that argument, here's why I settle on it. Bill Belichick lost Brady, and it is is damn near impossible to find or get another Tom Brady. But I can take a scheme anywhere and get the right players to plug it into. And then that's exactly what Brady did. Brady took the scheme to Tampa Bay and said, you have a similar team as, as I did back there. We could do something with this scheme if you guys pay attention. And Bill Belichick is still trying to find who, who the next Tom Brady is that's going to be in his system. And, and maybe it's Mac Jones, but... I can't call Bill Belichick just another head coach. I, I, I absolutely cannot do it. Sorry, ASJ. We, we, we got to get you out of here on that one. That wraps that up for Speaking Facts. It was a good one. Guys, pay attention all season two because as soon as dumb quotes fly or good quotes fly, we had three pretty crazy ones today. We'll get them out and we'll see just if they're Speaking Facts or not. Moving on now, 
into the facts straight at you, which is normally at the top of our show, but we we, we bring it on now. Season two. Season two, man. Gotta switch it up. Gotta keep them on their toes, man. They don't know what's going on. Facts straight at you. The last five quarterbacks taken with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft are combined 19-41 and two in their first season. Baker Mayfield is actually the best at six and seven. Your boy, Jared Goff, Mr. Goof, was the worst at 0 and (laughs) seven. This right now is a rookie report. We're going down the best draft picks, especially the quarterbacks. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, all named starters. Justin Fields and Trey Lance are backups. And it's simple. Who is winning the most games? And if you want to go Fields and or Lance and you think you're going to get bold, that's fine. But we're really talking about Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Who's winning the most games? Out of those three, the ones named uh, starters so far, Uh, I'm going to go with, I guess, somewhat of a surprising answer in Trevor Lawrence. I think the Jaguars, and i got to say, I haven't been too enthused out of what I saw. I'm going to go a little uh, counterintuitive here. They didn't look great. Their offense looked actually pretty bad Mm -hmm. in the preseason. But I just think Urban Meyer combined with the weapons that they have, and this is the big one, the division that they're in, uh, the Colts have an unvaccinated quarterback that could be out any given week. Um, I also think that that quarterback produced one of the worst, Mr. Carson Wentz, <laughs> produced one of the worst single seasons crazy how starting changed, quarterback it? has ever had. I'm just being It's crazy just how things change, don't it? Um, I Imagine think, in February of 2018 telling Philadelphia that in three years they'd hate Ben Simmons and Carson Wentz. Well, I would we believe the Ben Simmons ben point. Uh, not during his that. rookie year. We didn't get into the Ben Simmons thing, man. But then you, you go <laughs> well, on and you look at Tennessee, definitely the strongest – um, the, the strongest player in that division, the strongest team in that division. And then you have probably the worst team in the league in the Texans, considering that Sean Watson doesn't play. That right there, forget how I think Trevor Lawrence is going to perform, which I think is well. I think he's going to perform well. They have a chance right there to be like a 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and type team. And when you go down the list with Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, like if I'm taking a shot, I'll go with the guy who I think is more talented. I think they're all going to be about the same. Those right, right, guys right. are all going to be – their teams are going to be about the same, but I'll take Lawrence. I'll wait, I'll wait to give mine because you ran a good Andy points. Dalton's going to get benched after two games. All right, so it's so about you go and, and, Elaborate on that. Elaborate on cause, that. Because the, the Bears made the playoffs last year. They were 8-8. Eight and eight. They weren't that good. But they made the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky. They have a coach that really wants to keep his job in uh, Ryan Day. Yeah. Um, Matt Nagy. Matt, Matt Nagy. Nagy. <laughs> Seems like he's Ryan Pace for it, is their it? Ryan Pace is their GM. I don't know where Day came from. <laughs> Ryan Day, Justin Fields' is college coach oh, last year. Oh, yeah, that's where it is. So, so okay. Matt so, Nagy, a guy who seems like he's fighting for his job on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, so he's, he's, yeah, he's going to put Justin Fields in after they start like 0-2. Fields is going to be great in that system because they've been able to manage with Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, hey. Fields is going to go in. They're going to be a fringe playoff team. Uh, I, just, I just don't think Mac – I don't like Mac Jones as a, as a player – I think the Jets are terrible, so Zach Wilson's going to have no shot. The Jaguars aren't good enough, and I think Fields gets like seven, eight wins, and that's enough. All right, that's fair. I mean, the easy answer here is Mac Jones, right? Because we talked about the Patriots. They could have that upside. But I agree with Jake here. I think Trevor – I am actually higher on Trevor Lawrence than he is. You said they're all going to be about the same. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to by far be the best rookie quarterback this year. The Jets suck. Zach Wilson's out of the picture. Lance probably won't play as much, and Fields has a shot. I like that answer. Justin Fields has a shot, but I, I think Trevor Lawrence too. I mean, this team was bad last year, but they got the pieces to really make a jump. A lot of young pieces. James Robinson was twenty-two. DJ Chark's young. Lavisca Chenault's young. The defense is getting there. I mean, Trevor Lawrence could be the one to move him over the top. Not sure what Urban Meyer has in play, but I, I'd go him. Mac Jones is probably the chalk answer, but I would go Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones probably is a chalk answer. I'm going to go the chalk answer, but. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go the easy answer. I don't got as much pride as y'all got. I'm going the easy answer. But I have a question mark about Urban Meyer, man. Yeah. Like, you talk about – That's fair. You hit it on the head, Jake. Like, I, I wasn't too enthused about what I saw about Tre- from Trevor Lawrence. And I think a lot of that is because his head coach is still trying to figure stuff out right now. Like, this is, this is not college. This is the NFL. And just as much as people are saying that to Trevor Lawrence, I think it, it reigns true as well for Urban Meyer. That's that's the reason I'm going with Mac Jones. You want to talk about not just any coach, Bill Belichick. This is not just any organization in the Patriots. You know, Josh McDaniels is still there. Like, 
yep. a good defense is still there. Yep. And then they, you go out and get guys like Jonu Smith. You go out and get guys like Nelson Aguilar. Like actual weapons that Brady you know, hadn't had in the past past few years to help your rookie quarterback. These are all rookies. Like you need good, you need help around your rookie quarterback. There's a reason they go 19, 41, and two in their first season. Cause like but you when you get drafted to a bad team, there's nothing around you. You don't win until yeah. you start start building that. But if Justin Fields was starting from week one, I think he would be the easy answer. But he's not. I do kind of see the same thing with him that I saw when Baker Mayfield got drafted with the Browns and Tyrod Taylor was still the starting quarterback, and everyone's like, okay, like I'm just I wonder when that's gonna happen. Thursday night football, he he, you know does something to his leg, Baker comes in, and that's all she wrote. I think Justin Fields and Andy Dalton kind of have that same story where it's like, all right, you give Andy the nod for being the veteran statesman or getting the starting job, and then after that, like, you know, at some point, Justin's going to come in and take the job. But, you know, I got to go Mac Jones, man. Like, I really got to go Mac. It's the Patriot way. It's Like, it is a really difficult question when you start because, like, none of us mentioned Trey Lance, mainly because I don't I think, think he's going to get the starting yeah, job. Yeah, he's I think Garoppolo's going to play too long. Yeah. But And it's the toughest division let, in football. Let's let's just pretend here. Let's say he starts week one. Mm-hmm. Does that change your your thinking? If Lance is no, it doesn't. So tough. It doesn't change my opinion. But the chalk answer then becomes Trey Lance. They are the favorites to win that division. By the way, in the, the NFC West, the 49ers are the favorites Kyle, to win the NFC West. Four, by the way, on his big board. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see it, bro. <laughs> I don't see it. But it, I think he would become the new chalk answer. But I, I wouldn't say Lance. I'm not I'm not that high on Trey Lance. I was never that high on Trey Lance. You got to play more than what 17, 18 games in college or something like that. I like, like Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance. Play enough games. Yeah. I think I'm there. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. I like him a lot more than Mac Jones. Okay. And Zach Wilson. Wilson. player. You like him more than Mac Jones. Zach Wilson, I'm down on Zach Wilson in general. Same. Um but I I would I'd rank the quarterbacks Lawrence Fields then Trey Lance then Wilson then Jones. I think Mac Jones has the best situation of any rookie quarterback by by far. Like Mac Mac Jones. Trey has, Lance is the best situation. He's not starting. How does he have the best situation? He's yeah, because he's getting groomed behind a guy who's really good at yeah. And quarterback. They, they picked him there. He's gonna start. They picked him to play. I mean, they years away. You don't trade up to three to, yeah, to, to not get a guy to play. But like, like Mac Jones is the starter. And and Mac Jones is in a is in a spot of, of all he got to do is just listen and pay attention, and yep. and he's gonna have a successful year. He might not have the best stats of these quarterbacks, but he might have the best record. He might go the farthest. Like it's he's in New England, man. Yeah, and it'll it it is always interesting to me. Like, what is better for a quarterback? You mentioned like, oh well, he's in a better situation. He's gonna get a, get groomed. And you could also make the case that the guy getting the snaps and getting the real reps are is going to be better off for it. So yep. this will be a good case study, I, I think, for sure. Another case study is how the Bayou Bengal boys are going to do in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are, are back, reunited with Cincinnati. But I see in the in the script here, he already shaking his head, worried about Jamar Chase. Who who here is worried about Jamar Chase? Me. You're worried about Jamar. Chase. I've seen it happen before. I've seen what's going on here, folks, happen before in person. We have a Markel Fultz situation. Hit the buzzer. There it is. It's a Markel Fultz situation going on. 26-30. You should read the articles going on about Jamar Chase in practice, in preseason. The guy can't catch the ball. It did take you 26 minutes to bring up the six. The guy can't catch the ball. Like, it's it's as if, like, I, I, I think it was, I can't remember if it was pro football talk, detailed one of the practices. There's like five straight reps in a row. They're throwing slants. They're throwing go routes. And he's dropping everything to the point where, like, he's standing on the sideline with his head down, towel over his head. Like, that can't be my, like, alpha male wide receiver one. That just can't be. And he took a year off from football. I don't know a ton of guys who take a year off from football and then come back as a top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first. I mean, he, he did it. And I, I guess we're going to have to see. We're going to have to wait and see here if it's a Markel Fultz situation. But I am, like, like alarm lights going off on Jamar Chase. I, what's worse, forgetting how to shoot or, for, like, forgetting <laughs> how your hands work? Like forgetting I'm how just to very it. happy okay. that the Eagles didn't get him because I really liked him. And, and <laughs> oh, if y'all these reports happened right in the Eagles God. training camp, Every Eagles fan would be panicking, like, oh, my God, we got another player who can't catch. Another one who can't catch. We were ruining his career yeah, right away. Yeah. Oh, he, he if I was a Bengals fan, I'd be flipping out nervous. But he has his quarterback with him. Nope. They don't need to win right away. 
So he can have his rookie struggles. Long term, I think he'll be okay because of where he is and who he's with. But if he was in like a high pressure situation where like he has to win now, I'd be really worried. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried at all. I, I mean, I think Devontae Smith was the better pick, right? I think he's going to have the better career than Jamar Chase. And I said this before the draft, before the Eagles got him. I know you're looking yeah, at me like something crazy. Of course, of course. Looking yeah, at me like something crazy. Pick, right? Where's but where's this is the pick? thing. Matt said it. Bad team. Not even expected to win. But he also gets bailed out around him. They have T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. They have Tyler Boyd. Right? I mean, there's so many things here that it's just like I think he can even take his time to get there. I'm not worried about four drops in preseason so, games. So he gets bailed out. That's awesome. That's why he's not going to be in a in – a, and you're right. He, he's not in a situation where he has to succeed because other people – you know who isn't going to get bailed out now because of the pick of Jamar Chase? His buddy Joe Burrow, yeah. who is likely going oh, to be yeah. – they did, they, did, they did try and make some improvements mm-hmm. um, in the offseason to their offensive line. But – Should have taken Sewell. They definitely should have taken the tackle yeah, there. Should have taken Sewell, we'll, man. We'll talk about biggest mistakes, but like – Man, I, if I'm a Bengals fan, um, I would be massively worried. I think you guys are projecting what, what a Philadelphia Eagles fan mindset would be if you guys were a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Because you guys laid out every point as to why they shouldn't be worried and then are telling me that, you know, you're worried about I think, I'm not worried. Chase. Like, I think he's worried. I'm man, not worried. Maybe it's just you, man. Maybe it's just you projecting. I've been scarred. Scar tissue, guys. I... I've seen this I mean, it's, in, in multiple sports here. I mean, a holy long walk for a short drink of water. Like, but like, you also you know, have to take in the fact that these things happen like two times more in Philadelphia than anywhere else. This is true. I didn't yeah. put it on the, the Philadelphia Other teams kind of bail out. It also is like Philadelphia. Cincinnati. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, when stuff happens in Philly, it's big. You're when stuff happens the in Bengals with a who cares? <laughs> like, like, Not who day. Who cares? Who day? <laughs> who day? For real, man. All right. So we talked about the mistake that the Bengals made. We think they made picking Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. Yeah. Was that the biggest mistake in this year's draft? No. What was the biggest mistake? I know your answer. You've told me before many times. I think I know your answer. You might have the same answer as me. It's the only only one I've actually been vocal on, and it's even amplified now that this guy's not even going to get to play all year, and that's the Jaguars picking Travis Etienne in the first round? We have James Robinson, first of all, second worst, worst team in football last year. A lot of other things address than the running, running back, back the position. Urban. When you had ah. the sixth leading rusher last year, ah. rookie oh. running back, by the way, and he's like, oh, let me get another rookie running back. Let me get that. Not everything else that's wrong with my team. I think that's the biggest mistake. And now Travis Etienne's not even going to play this year, so we won't even find so out you lost that. Year. He lost that pick. James Robinson was 22, rookie, 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, sixth leading rusher in the league. What, what, what are you doing? Making less than a million. It literally okay. So he makes seven hundred eighty thousand dollars. James Robinson does as an undrafted free agent. You bring in now a what was he 22, 24 overall? Yeah, what he was, was like he one of the oldest around there? The draft, yeah. uh, well, just in terms just like of where the pick. He's, yeah, his mid twenties. It literally is like the SpongeBob meme of like, all right, now let him have it. Like, <laughs> they did everything. Yes, we've got our undrafted free agent running back. Yeah. he's really good. Okay, now pick one in the first round. And right. Yeah. That. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, we're the worst team in football. It like, had to have been Urban kind of outsmarting himself. And, and, and Urban might not even be the one picking. But you got to, you gotta, you know, assume he's in the room. Of, of outsmarting himself and thinking like, oh, my God, we have the best college quarterback. Why don't we go get his running back who, who they teamed up to win a national championship together? This will do it. Like, that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm not high on Trevor Lawrence and thinking about the, the adjustments Urban Meyer's got to make because it's not college, man. It don't, it don't run like that. You do not take – Every person, every, I'm low on Urban. Every, I'm, I'm low, low on, on Urban. Urban. Every Joe Schmo who does fantasy football can tell you don't don't do that. Every every Joe Schmo can tell you that, right? Like like that's just not something you do. It's so many other things when you're the worst team in football. So many other things you need to address. You got the Trevor Lawrence pick right. It was softball to you, mm-hmm. but I absolutely think that Travis Etienne at the end of the first round was just just above and beyond the worst pick. Matt, yeah. you didn't you didn't win. Is that the worst? Is that the worst biggest mistake in the no, game? The Broncos passing up on Justin Fields, who's going to come back to haunt him. Even uh, with Teddy Two Gloves now? I don't know. Even yeah. with Teddy Twos? But Sertain was such a good pick there. I know Sertain's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles are going to regret not taking Justin Fields. I oh. love Devontae Smith. I don't – I just not a knock on Devontae Smith. Oh, it's a knock on Jalen Hurts? It is a knock on Jalen Hurts. I think it is oh, love. I'm not high on Jalen Hurts. I'm not high on Jalen Hurts. Y'all can get into a Jalen Hurts yeah, battle if you want to because I, I, would I would love that. I would love that, actually. He, he, I think he's like – he'll Jacoby Brissett. <gasps> mm. <laughs> oh, that's a ceiling? 
That's like what, what I expect him to be. Oh, that's not bad. For, if it first year started, you can Jacoby. No, no, no I'm talking about like that's his career. That's, that's what I think oh, his yeah, career. That's, that's bad. That's, the that's what I think his that's career. Not, that's, what that's not what we went out the ceiling. For sake of saving this argument for another segment, I'm very next high on week, Justin Fields. Is my next point. Week, we won't you, have this conversation. You, again you had a shot to take who I think is the second best quarterback in the draft at nine, and the Broncos case, or if you're even the Panthers taking J.C. Horn, they could have instead of Arnold. You know why they didn't pick him, right? He, does, I mean, they can't pick a guy who's not above six foot five, <laughs> big, oafish, white dude. They just, they're, it, you're not allowed to be the Broncos quarterback. Granted, now they have Teddy Bridgewater in there. <laughs> and Drew Locke's like five ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess he does lack on the height. He's not. Pro, he's not the Brock Osweiler prototype yeah. that was promised to John Elway. So mm. Justin Fields is going to be a multiple time Pro Bowler. And the Broncos will be kicking themselves for it. Matt, it disgusts me that you have this much faith in a guy. Patrick but Sertan won't say could the same also stuff be about Jalen Hurts. We're gonna have to get into this. Well, Patrick Sertan could also be a multiple. Time I think that's a quarterback. great pick. Quarterback is more important than a corner. But they went out and got us a, a start a, a starting level quarterback. Yeah. Like Teddy, they could, if they didn't fill the uh, hole, it's like yeah, starting that's a level. good way to describe Teddy Bridgewater. I have a starting, starting level. level. As a starting level now. <laughs> a starting level quarterback. And then, so if they didn't fill that hole, then I'd be with you. But I'm—I mean, you're trying to win championships. You got you draft. The Broncos aren't like championship window yet. No, but you, Justin Fields, it's in his third year. It's a championship window player. I see it. I'm high on Justin Fields too. I still think the ETN picks worse though. It's got to be worse. It's got to be worse. I just think the late first round you can screw up. It won't kill you. Yeah, because I mean, now Maybe. they're back. Now they're back to they where suck. they started, right? Like they're back to James Robinson now. Yeah, the, the, which is good. They yeah, right. something else. But they lost a first round pick, man. You're not supposed to lose first round picks like that. Not people, yeah. you know, people lose their jobs um, over that. All right, real quick, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, Kyle, who wins those awards? Offensive rookie of the year, Trevor Lawrence. I have no doubt in my mind he's gonna. Unless he, I mean, not. He gets hurt, but obviously, I think it's going to look a lot like the Burrow situations, where this guy is by week seven running away with it, and mm-hmm. he'll play the whole season. Defense rookie of the year. I'm actually going to go with Sertain. We just talked about him. Uh, a lot of things coming out from the Broncos camp that they're going to move him around. He's going to cover tight ends when needed. They're in the same conference as Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. He's going to play corner. He's going to play linebacker. This could be a dude that has four interceptions and like five sacks. I mean, he's going to have all these different opportunities and all these different spots. Rookie of the year is kind of a stat sheet lighter upper. I'm high on the Broncos. If they have a good year and certain has, you know, five, six picks, he could be defensive player of the year, no I, doubt. I was kind of shocked you went of a defensive back, a cornerback to win yeah. defensive rookie of the year. Because, like, to me, a rookie defensive back is make or break. They're going at you. Like, yeah. when you play good teams, they will go at you. You, you pay Patrick Mahomes twice. They, mm-hmm. they, he will. And go, Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert. Like, they will go at you. Yeah, but if you get a nice pick on Mahomes, that, that's what I mean. Game. That's what I mean. It's high risk, high yeah. reward. Like you, you play the Chiefs, and you're either going to get torched or you're going to make a name. He for shut yourself. down Kelsey. Like they said he's going to say, "Well, it's the Chiefs. What do you expect?" But here's 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 what uh, shut down Kelsey. Like here here's what we set unrealistic expectations. Right? No, no, it's just if you, you do, if you do, if and you as do, Matt said, if you don't, it's Travis Kelsey and Patrick or, Mahomes. Or I mean, you you could either shut them down or you're reading tail lights of yeah. Oh no doubt, no doubt. That's tough, but I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind it, Matt. Justin Fields, offensive rookie. Shocker. Patrick Sertain, defensive <laughs> rookie. After what you just said, Justin Fields better win MVP. <laughs> but he said Sertain, <laughs> too. He said Sertain, I, too. I have nothing against Sertain, just like I have he nothing is. against Devontae Smith. Okay. So you, so you Quarterbacks think... Quarterbacks are that important. Okay, come on. So, so they, they didn't get the one rookie of the year. They're just going to get the other one with their pick, and that was the biggest mistake. Right, right, right. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. How is it the biggest it's mistake in the game rookie of the year? I get it. Carter Williams no, you're rookie right. of the year. And it's, it's you're right. Honestly, it's not even a hurt piece anymore. It's like so far gone. Like you've been hurt way more times than that. If if you miss when you miss out on a shot to have a championship level quarterback, that's a huge mistake. And I think the Broncos did that. Fair enough. But they make up for it by getting the defensive rookie. Any one can have a great. Yeah, I mean, you can have a great corner and be like seven and nine. Right, right. We've seen the best cornerback in the league be on the worst team. Darius Slay was on the Lions. Right, right. Prime it literally was my, literally I mean, was my, my <laughs> reference. Yeah. Um, Jalen Ramsey was on the Jags. I mean, another it happens one. all the time. Happens. Jake. So here, let's do some more mental gymnastics because I said – Can't be easy. I said Trevor Lawrence <laughs> was going to be the best record out of the three quarterbacks. I, I did notice this. And being the, like the fact that he is the number one pick, you would think that – 
that would mean that he is going to also be the offensive rookie of the year. I um, I'm also kind of I'm I am high on Zach Wilson um, in the situations that I think he's going to be in. I don't think it's going to at least with this reasoning. He's he's my offensive rookie of the year. He's who I have down. Um, I don't know how many wins it's going to lead to, but I do think like the mix of Eli Moore, who has gotten rave reviews in camps, Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, uh, like that's not like the the flashiest, but I do think that that's a, a wide receiver core you can put up numbers with. And if you're losing in a lot of games, or if you're not in a lot of close games, he's going to be throwing the ball a ton. So that's the gymnastics that uh, if you guys will be so gracious, it, it, uh, I'm he's going to landing but, on. But that. when they go two and fifteen, he's going to get pummeled each game. But when, but when they go game. two and fifteen, but he had like decent stats, you can't give it to him. So then, guys. I guess uh, in the head, we'll go Zach Wilson, Hart, Trevor Lawrence, or maybe flipped. I, I think that would be flipped. I think flipped. I think you're okay. going flipped. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll flip that, and then I'm going to go Michael Parsons, the local kid, mm-hmm. unfortunately a Dallas Cowboy, but you want to talk about a guy who who can do it all. He's the ultimate. Uh, yep. He's like your prototypical like linebacker athlete demeanor as well, and incredibly like mean-spirited type player when you watch him play. And he's on Dallas, who is going to be putting up a ton of points, meaning he'll have a ton of chances to rush the quarterback, pick off the quarterback, yep. make big hits in the open field with people coming across. Like, he's just – I think on Dallas, he has a great chance. He, an, another guy who was picked very high in the draft um, to show out on America's team, quote-unquote. So, that's my pick. If I'm picking like a non-quarterback pick. for offensive rookie of the year, I'm picking Kyle Pitts. Hey, literally took the words right out of my mouth. And I'm I'm mad that offensive rookie of the year, MVP, whatever, uh, offensive player of the year, too, is such a quarterback-dominated award. I guess I get it. They're going to accumulate the most stats of any offensive player. But I really want to go Kyle Pitts. Because I trust the quarterback throwing him the ball. I don't trust the quarterback throwing him. There's also a reason, like, well, why I would shy away from it. But that's n- neither here nor there because he, he's not going to win it. Um, I'm going to go Justin Fields, too. I do think that he won't start, but I kind of agree with Matt that I don't think it's going to be long before he gets the starting job. And much like Justin Herbert this past season, I think the onslaught comes late. I think, you know, maybe it's going to – maybe he comes in week three or four, maybe takes him a couple weeks, and I think as soon as he gets it down and he gets in rhythm – like, I think he's, it's going to be like, it's going to look very good, very well, going to look very well. And he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then I'm going to agree with you, Jake, for Defensive Rookie of the Year and go Micah Parsons. Everyone says that he was probably the best football player in this draft. Just absolute freak of nature. He was making plays in the preseason, too. And like, I, I, I do like the situation that he's in with Dallas. Dallas uses their linebackers a lot, like yeah, all, all that, over the field. That's what I wanted to say. All over the field. I mean, we saw it with Jalen Smith, with Leighton Vander, as Sean Lee, and everybody above. He's going to be in so many situations. Like, you talk about the situations he's going to have to rush the quarterback, pick the ball off, run all over the field. He's going to do that all in, in one series, probably. Like, he, he's going to, and he's such an athlete that he's probably going to dominate in every one of the positions that he's put in. So, I'm going to go Michael Parsons, shout out to the local kid. If I could go two PA kids, two Philly area kids, I'd go Kyle Pitts and Michael Parsons. But I think something crazy, you know, goes down if Kyle Pitts, you know, wins offensive rookie of the year. But you agree with the Michael Parsons pick? I mean, I, I like Sertain more. I'm just really high on the Broncos team. I think they're going to do something. But I think Michael Parsons is probably the best bet here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of best bets. Ooh. Oh, you see how I did that right there? You see how I teed that up? Yeah, you teed that right off the board. Kyle put one off the board. Speaking of best bets, we're introducing a new segment right here because I have three degenerate gamblers who I can't get away from, this one in particular to my right. So we're going to go into something we call fantasy land. I'm going to tee up or ask you guys, you know, throughout the course of this season, your best bets when it comes to NFL, NBA, for your degenerates over here, the MLB probably too as well, college football, whatever you can get your little hands on. I'm a degenerate. On. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> whatever you can get your little hands on. But I need y'all to find the three bets you'd make for this upcoming season, whoever wants to go first. Uh, I'll go first. Go ahead. Man, my first one's going to be the Eagles plus 500 to win. Don't walk away. To win the NFC East. And why am I making this pick? It's a value. You're getting five to one on a team that's coming off of a horrible season and lost the division by two and a half games. I think we're going to see another. Really we're going to see another NFC beast. I, I'm going to take it five to one. 
I'm going to take it five to one. Whoever wins this division is not going to have more than 10 wins. Don't be surprised if it's nine. And the Eagles, who knows? They can make some noise. Five to one, I think it's great value. Is it going to hit? I don't know. But you get a plus 500 future, I'll take it. Uh, you're you're really going to have to dodge Washington. Like Dallas, I think. But Washington, hold on. Before I uh, Washington has the hardest schedule in the whole conference. Where we drew the Lions, they drew the Packers. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's a lot of games on that schedule that we just are so much easier than Washington. I can respect that. And I think with Dallas, you have an easy out of like Dak is like there was reports. Dak's never going to be 100% this year with his shoulder thing. Yeah. If that's the case, that could be, if he, if he has to loot, like yeah, you can talk, you can, any amount you of can time, it up. You can talk it up. They could, that you could, you could take them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy is uh, their coach. New York has <laughs> Daniel Jones as, as the quarterback. You could take them out. And it's the five to one value. So right, really, really, I like right. How many times are they better? Don't do this to yourselves. Are they better than Washington twenty percent of the time? Don't do this to yourselves. They need to be better than Washington twenty, and I think you can make the argument. You're you're at a very slippery slope. Both of y'all are. I rock it because it went I came from it went from why would you take the bet, and now you're just talking about the Eagles going to the NFC. So now, now that's all that it is. I, I feel like at this time it'd be appropriate for me to reveal. I've already bet the Eagles to make the playoffs. A large sum of money on them. To make the, no make the playoffs or win the NFC? You, sir. Just to make the playoffs. I did NFC East. You, Why would, sir. take the value. We're not getting a wild card. You, sir, have no one to blame but yourself. Because I may hear, next to Sarah, may, may hear you complain about the Eagles being bad more than anybody in the world. And you have no one to complain about or no one to blame but, your, but yourself. Luckily, you know better. I've done a Simone Biles mental routine. <laughs> <laughs> to where Jalen Hurts is actually a top five quarterback this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yes. Uh, like, oh, Lord. I just think I, I, I can see the value that Kyle is trying to play, and it really comes down I bet to it. what do you think about Jalen Yeah, Hurts he has already we put it down. I bet it. Pay out, pay out 300. 50 to win 300. We're in. Pay out to win 300. Boom. We're in. Okay, I like <laughs> just, that one. just like that. Give me your other Number one bet. rule of gambling is never bet on your favorite. <laughs> yeah, 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 they break that all the yeah. time. Oh, all the time. Give me your other, give me your other two bets. Oh. oh, me? I thought yeah. you were moving the mat. Uh, next up, we are going to go. We'll go quick. 49ers to miss the playoffs. If you want to hear me talk about the 49ers, that's on the video. That's on our NFC West Big Board video. Good plug. Good plug. Yeah. I mean, good plug. check out the YouTube. It's plus 175 for them to miss the playoffs. They're the favorites in the NFC West. I don't think they should be. And we know how hard the conference is. I think one team will get left out. I think it will be them. And the last one, who I've also been talking about, is the Broncos over eight and a half wins. This is just where they're at. It's like, are they going to be above 500? Are they going to be below 500? I think they could easily be the second best team. Obviously, they're in the conference with or the division with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So no one's going to win that. But uh, I think they could easily be the second best team, pull out 9, 10 wins. I think the line was set right, but I'm high on the Broncos, so I'll roll with it. I do think number two in that division is up for absolutely up for grabs. It's yeah. wide open. And I like this because this is very congruent with everything you've been saying. Like This is a nice little – Oh, I keep it, it fluid. up in a nice little summary of everything that that, that I keep it fluid. been saying. You got to keep it fluid, man. On brand. I don't know if I want to hear your bets, but go ahead, Jay. These are winners, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what you're saying. Go ahead. The locks. first one is actually one I'm really excited about. They're offering on DraftKings uh, for the first time fastest ball carrier. Such a weird bet. It is a weird bet, <laughs> but luckily it is a bet that I think we've got a great angle on. Um, the last three years, the fastest ball carrier has been a 49er running back. Mm-hmm. I believe two of those years it was Raheem, Raheem Mostert. Mostert right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert is once again going into the year as a tandem back. Um, you know, he might he might eventually get overtaken by Trey Sermon, but in the first couple of weeks, they're going to lean heavily on him. And it, the fact that it was three San Fran backs in the row speaks to their offense. What does fastest ball carry mean? Just what is, speed? Like, like, like from handoff to... I think top speed. So, so the fastest point that they get going. So I think Tyreek Hill, Jonathan Taylor, those guys were up there. Um, like twenty-two. Ty- Tyreek Hill counts. It's, so it's not. If you give him it's, a reverse, oh, it's, it's, it's literal you, they carrier like of the football. Uh, like like play. not running back. Like literal carrier. Correct. Of the carrier of the football. So Lamar Does Jackson. Have to be a Lamar Jackson play. could be in this. It doesn't have to be a run play. Uh, Lamar Jackson could be in uh, there. That's, that's so not sweeping, a good bet. <laughs> sweeping runs. So he's the second favorite. Number. He's tied with Tyreek Hill. He's the second favorite. And I think like the offensive game style. Like when you look at what type plays generate these fast like the fastest carriers, it's always these bending runs to the outside that you're able to turn up. Mm. What you have to hope is in the first couple of weeks, Raheem Mostert hits one of those. It's, again, we talk about value here. 
It's six six and a half to one. I mean, it's plus six fifty. Yeah, I just think so many guys are going to touch the ball. But 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 Tyreek Hill rarely hits his top speed with the ball. Tyreek Hill hits his top speed when he exactly. doesn't. He's slowing the ball. down to catch the ball, right. and then yeah. when he catches the he ball, he only has thirty some yards to go. Right, 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 right. It's just difficult. It's easier for a running you know, back. You know, they do like screens to him too. Like, so Tyreek Hill has been pretty, in the league the last three years. Yeah, I'm reading him. Listen, it's got it. And it's been a San Fran running back. So that's number one. And what is so – I didn't read Kyle's. This is actually really funny. I have the Rams to win the NFC. Go plus, the whole conference. At, at plus 650. I know that you had mentioned they're in a really, really tough division. division. So this, wrong with this, this would – what? What's wrong with y'all? I guess so the Rams winning the NFC is not, not – That, that would allude to the fact that they're going to kind of be drugged through the mud and have to go through a lot of competition to get to that point. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of the really smart people around the league that you know, I read, they read, I read these articles. A lot of them say that this is the boom or bust um, are we roster ta- of the NFL. The are Rams. we are we talking make the Super Bowl or best regular season record? To win the yeah. NFC. So like, in the playoffs, to be, though. To be, yes. To okay. Be the if NFC not, representative. Yeah. yeah I don't Bowl. hate that. So I just think that when you put Matt Stafford on that offense. They're, they've been known for their defense in the past couple of years. You have Aaron Donald. You have Jalen Ramsey. You've got some huge names. They have not a ton of depth, and that's what people will throw in your face when you bring them up. But for everyone saying, oh, but what if they're injured? But what if they're not? Mm-hmm. If they're not, you're getting, honestly, a top-four team, in my opinion, in the NFL. So you look at those factors. You have plus 650 again for them to do that. I like it. And then the last one here, our guy Najee Harris, first-round running back. you got to get some use out of the first. If you're going to pick a running back in the first round, you better make sure that he makes you look good. And I think he's going to do that for the Steelers. Over seven and a half touchdowns. You look at Le'Veon Bell. You look at James Conner. Their best years with Pittsburgh, they're going over seven and a half. I think Najee is an even more dynamic threat on the ground than those two are, which is saying a lot uh, at their peak. So those are my bets. It's minus 125, so there's a little bit of juice on the over. But I I like him, man. James Conner had 12 in 2018, right? And almost did it the year after, got hurt after 10 games. So, I mean, I, I like it. My best bet is Packers have the one seed at eight to one. I don't know why that's eight to one. That's absurd that it's eight to one. Yeah, wait, that's actually like the is one, the one, the one seed. I got the oh, slip right here to prove it's true. Hey, the slip. So it's wow. the camera match. <laughs> I didn't bet it yet. What, what sports book is that? Bovada. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure you know it. <laughs> yeah. So eight to, They were the one seed last year. The eight to one is just like unbelievable value. That, it's that simple. Colts have missed the playoffs at plus 160. I feel like they were worse than their record last year at 11-5, and five, and they downgraded at quarterback. Uh, so plus 160, I like that to miss the playoffs, especially I think the AFC has a lot of teams that are better than them. I can't – I, I got to stop you right there. I can't see them missing the playoffs. You, I understand you're hurt. I, I understand. I understand you don't like – I understand you don't like Carson. If this was to not win the NFC South or AFC South, I got you. I don't see the Colts missing the playoffs. I got him nine and eight. He did his whole simulation. He did the whole simulation. He, he picked every game I, of the year. I got him nine and eight. I got I uh, so my seven AFC playoffs teams. I'll go quick: Baltimore, uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, Tennessee are my division winners. Wild cards are Pittsburgh, uh, Miami, and uh, Cleveland. Pittsburgh yeah. and Miami, you got over over the Colts. Yeah, I got them ten and seven. Colts. I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was one of the teams I was considering betting for worst record. So that's, that's intriguing. Great. That would that be a you, crazy. Bet. Has them in the playoffs. Yeah, it's intriguing okay. that you have them winning that division. I didn't think about the Steelers that much. So I kind of went through the motions. I'm not. That's what, <laughs> he just so, saw Steelers. Yeah, so that'd yeah, be a wild card. Yeah, that's it, right? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm usually above five hundred. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, Mike Tomlin's they're always under they're always yeah, above five hundred. Yeah. yeah. So and my last one is George Kittle over one thousand fifteen point five receiving yards. I feel like this is just hedging on his health. He had over that number the previous two years before mm-hmm. his last year. Last year he was on pace for 1,200 before he got injured. As long as he stays healthy, he'll hit that over easily. Yeah, I, don't, I would agree. I absolutely can't disagree with, with the George Kittle one. I think Ayuk's going to get more targets this year, though. Than Kittle? No, 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 just more than last year. Like, oh, takes away, oh, oh, oh. takes away targets than Kittle. I don't yeah. – mm. And no, there's an extra game. I really extra game though. Uh, facts, facts, facts. Even still, with a healthy, if Debo's healthy all year, it's just it, it's just tough. 
It's uh, I guess just for the bet though, like having that extra game, even if he has fifty yards in that game. Right. Like, I don't it's mind. Still I good. really yeah. like Ayuk is one of actually my favorite like young receivers in the league. He he should be up there or will soon be up there with AJ Brown in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I don't mind that bet. Word. All right, we got all our bets in. You, you joining or no? No, nah, I'm only I'm only the betting the Tampa York. Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. That, that's, I mean, that's stamped James's down bet every year. That's stamped down. Jake just got me to start doing fantasy football, so baby steps into this thing, man. Baby steps into fantasy. Life. All right, word. Well, that's all our bets, and let's go right into the countdown. We'll start with number five. The number of teams within three and a half games of the NL wild card spot: that's the Padres, the Reds, the Phillies, the Cardinals, and surprisingly, the Mets, who have started to climb out of the basement and put themselves back in to the wild card spot. We'll focus on one of these teams because we all have something in common here, and that is the headache that is the Philadelphia Phillies. I, I mean, I mean, the absolute headache that is the Philadelphia Phillies. No. I, I've been, I've been off the wagon. I've been on it. I've cursed them out. I've wanted to hug them all, all in one season. It's been. An absolute roller coaster ride, and we're still only what a game and a half, two games out of 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 the NL East spot, and I think even less of the wild card spot, which is absolutely amazing to me. Yeah, uh, I think someone probably said it before him, but I'm going to say Pharrell Williams for for all intents and purposes once said, first the truth will piss you off, and then it will set you free." And the yeah. truth is, the Phillies <laughs> really stink. Yeah, like they really like they're not a playoff team. And they're going to try and scrape together everything they can just to <laughs> possibly get into the playoffs this year uh, after being pathetic for the past decade ish. Yeah. Like, but tell me, but tell me you won't be all the fuck in if they get to the playoffs. I can't, like, tell uh, me you won't be all what in. What are they gonna do? They're a Philly sports team. <laughs> of like, course, man. Of course, but it's just so painful that as Philly sports fans, we're like, it's like, oh, maybe they'll get in the playoffs, and then what? And then what yeah, happens and then, when they get and then more, the playoffs? And then, and then more pain. And then more pain. I mean, look, I'll be rooting. I'm, I'm not going to root against them for them to get into the playoffs. I hope they do. But they haven't had a winning record in ten years. It's either. pathetic. If they it's could pathetic. Go, if it they is. Could go 84 and 78, but miss the playoffs, it wouldn't be like the end of the world because they don't deserve that's to the make same, the playoffs. It's the same thing to me. You might as well have a losing record. That's the, that's the same thing to me. This team it, it was supposed to be constructed as a playoff team. Joe Girardi is a is a postseason manager. He's not, he's not a manager who has three straight seasons of missing the postseason. Like, this, this is supposed to be the time. And Bryce Harper is getting MVP nods. Zach Wheeler is getting Cy Young nods. Like, that that all lends itself to supposed to being a playoff team. And, and just can't know. pitch. When you, when, you, when you can't pitch, you, like, your hitters, baseball is a game of, what do they say, a game of losing. It's how yeah. many times you don't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't hit 300, you got to be able to pitch a little bit. Every team and no wins team 54 hits. games. Every team loses 54 games. Yeah. That's what you do with the 54 games exactly. in between. All right, we'll move on, though, to the countdown. We'll go to number four. Uh, so on this date in 1965, Sandy Koufax, member of the tribe, not the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. He's Jewish. Tribe, tribe. He's Jewish. Uh, becomes the first pitcher to throw four no-hitters. Um, and that was when he threw a no or a perfect game, excuse me, on, on today's date against the Cubs. Uh, Sandy Koufax and I, Kyle, I know you play MLB The Show. I stopped, but I have I've played. Very surprised he is not one of the pitchers that they've commemorated. Great, uh, as I said, like I mentioned, he's Jewish. Not a ton of great Jewish athletes, <laughs> so I really well look. I you know I don't have. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking for one. This guy, y'all gotta have a uh, like Ryan. Him and Ryan Braun are like the two that come to mind. Sean George Green. Micah going back in basketball. Oh, you're gonna have to go way back for George <laughs> Mike and dude's got some drills. The named first after ever him. basket ever scored in an NBA game was scored by a Jew. <laughs> I learned that from Uncut Gems. So um, there you go. There you go. Uh, actually, I'll save that for uh, I'll save that for at the buzzer. But regardless, Sandy Koufax, great pitcher. Also fills our number four. All right, we'll go to. Uh, <laughs> We'll go to number three. The number of QBs in the top 10 of the Athletics' top 100 players in NFL history, and that's Brady, Montana, and Manning. Order them. Brady, Montana, Manning. Order them. You're going to hate me. They're in order. They're in Brady, order. Montana, yeah. Manning. They're in order. I don't hate why. My, they're in order. He's going to hate he's gonna, you. We already know he's going to say. He's going to hate But you. those, no, those three are in order. They're in order. I've conceded the GOAT is Brady, but the boat is Manning. Wow. Matt Manning's better than Montana, though. So this is top 100 players. What's like, your one, two, three? The boat. Overall, my number one is Jerry Rice. He's uh, the boat in the sense. Quarterback. Uh, just quarterbacks. Brady, Montana, Manning. Best or greatest? 
Matt, who's who's the number one quarterback Matt, of all time? Top one. I want to explain play Harris here. The, the You're best, finding ways to put Peyton Manning one, and I don't like it. The best quarterback ever is Peyton Manning. The greatest quarterback ever. What? Is Tom Brady. what what's the longevity? Longevity. But longevity. This is like, like the how are you time we litigated this I know, in the straight facts history. He keeps using longevity as like a bad thing against Brady. He's no, been it's great not, no, for no, this long. No, his longevity is like the fact that he's this good at 42 is just like stupid. So, but that is not enough to get him number one. No, uh, he's, the he's number one. Ever. He's number one, and Matt just can't say the <laughs> words. Exactly. He's number one. But understand, Matt means what the words he's saying. <laughs> I can that see. He's number one without saying. I can see. All right. Well, I think we're talking about greatest players again. We'll go to number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is actually this was an eyebrow eyebrow razor. Both of them when it happened. Uh, two the two greatest players in modern soccer history. Both changed teams. This transfer window, Lionel Messi to PSG, James shaking his head over there. Very sad moment. Cristiano Ronaldo to Man U. Uh, I can't tell if I love or hate the fact that soccer players change teams so frequently. It would be like if every LeBron James level player well, in the NBA. This is Messi's first ever move. This is Messi's first move. This is Messi's first move. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's, right. Ronaldo's like what? Fourth. Ronaldo started at um, some Portugal team, Portuguese team. Then went to Man U, then went to Real Madrid, then went to Juventus, and now it's back. Nah, but there, so, there's five. a Stanton Inter in there somewhere, right? Or AC, one no. of the Milans, no? No, with the Juventus in that league. Yeah. I thought before, so, and it's it's different, too, because these players, it's not like oh, LeBron's going from an Eastern Conference team to a Western Conference team. It's like, oh, man, Lionel Messi's going, good thing I don't have to play that guy aside from, like, one time a year. Right, 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 like, yeah. I don't know. Leagues. Like it's just exactly. It's the just French a little league weird. is the sixth best league in Europe. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not. That's what good. I'm saying. Like I, I don't know if I can bang with that. I think I lean towards hate it versus love it. I mean, like I saw the Messi move coming for a long time. He tried to get out last last year for winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It That's was like, he didn't want to leave, but it was it was like they couldn't afford him anymore. Like he, he literally like they made about like a, they got forced to their let him wages go. were like 110 percent of their revenue. Yeah, yeah, like they were absolutely forced to let him go. Hey, you think you think Messi's gonna give him money? This this dude didn't pay his taxes. Like that's gotta be money. a brutal meeting for whoever. Yeah. I don't know if they have like GMs or whatever over there, or who makes their moves. But like, when you gotta answer the question, hey, why are we paying one hundred ten percent of the money we're making to our players? Yeah, it's gotta be a tough combo. And ten percent in soccer money is a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of freaking money. Plus, <laughs> is top three most profitable profitable franchises in the world. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm in real, so that's a, a shit right. ton of money. We'll move to our last one. That's number one. That's the number of AFC East quarterbacks over the age of 23. That's Josh Allen. His company, Zach Wilson, um, Tua Tagovailoa, and then um, obviously, uh, not not obviously because I'm missing the fourth. Josh Wilson, Zach, Zach Wilson, Tua, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, a bunch of you know rookies and and second years there with Josh Allen. It's the new guard. I mean, granted, here's the only thing. Like I was like, wow, this is like this should this stat shows that there's finally like a new leaf being turned, but. Like, how many times did this happen? Like, aside from, like, Tom Brady, like, all the quarterbacks were always young because the Bills were bringing in new guys. The Jets they're, always had a new they always, always They always stink. Always Every three years, stink. the Jets yeah. guy, the yeah. Jets had an under-25 guy. Like, mm. same with the Dolphins. So, I don't know. I, I think this is finally, though, like, every team has a guy who they are confident in for the first time in a long time in the AFC East. Yeah, it's, it's – eh, Maybe the, not Miami. It's the new era. I don't know about Miami. But according, not, to yeah. my, according to the head coach, they're, they are – they're totally behind Tua, whatever that means. That's sure. that means what you're supposed to say right. as a head coach. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's totally behind. Yeah, like, they, like the they're, they're drafting. No other choice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but so it's definitely we're sticking with Rosen before. Oh right. God, never right. Rosen. That's sad. That's, sad. That's, that's, that's making me sad. That's, yeah. that's just an, an absolutely sad story. But I think Josh Allen is the only quarterback I'm sure of in the AFC. Well, he's he's the only one that's proven. Yeah. I would say you, yeah, like you can't say you're sure of anyone else. Like Zach, I mean, it's just not enough. Zach Wilson's allowed to suck for two years, like Sam Darnold did. So I mean, he's sure for now. He's on the Jets. I mean, uh, he, you have a scapegoat. Too. If you're on the Jets, you have a scapegoat for sucking. As yeah. long as you're on the Jets. Well, hey, the last guy did it. He's a starting yeah. quarterback in Carolina. I mean, yeah. I, let me do it. <laughs> no way. No one held this against Sam Darnold either. Like it was not one person that was like, "Oh, that was Sam Darnold's fault." Yeah. It just it absolutely wasn't. But. We're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts, the first episode of season two. And I don't know about y'all, but like I could, I could just 
feel a different energy. It was, it was great. I love it. But as always, we can end with getting some shots up at the buzzer. Who got something to say at the buzzer? Uh, big, huge, huge day for me yesterday. Adam yeah. Sandler's new movie, ah, Hustle. That's right. I saw. Shot directly, like had to like block off our street, like literally out my window. And uh, it was really, they were only shooting one scene. And I'm like, oh, like Adam Sandler's not here. Who, who are they shooting? And I'm looking down and trying to see. And the guy looks familiar. I Google the movie. It's Juancho Hernan Gomez running up my steps and like doing the same take four times in a row. Uh, it's really unfortunate for him because I found out that uh, it was him and he unfortunately is a Celtic. So he had to get heckled. <laughs> and he did get heckled. Light heckling, fun heckling. But he got heckled nonetheless. And I told him he was my favorite Celtic, which... Fun fact, don't there is nice. no such thing. Right, don't I nice. wanted to make him feel good. Who so. did the casting for that movie? Why is Wancho Gomez in this so movie? He's the one who picked up just, the phone. Just to, give, just, to, <laughs> just to give you a brief overview of the movie Hustle, you guys should go see it to see uh, 243 Crams Avenue in it. Um, it is Adam Sandler is a basketball scout. He finds a European prospect. Neither of them can get – he gets fired from his NBA job. They're both trying to get into the NBA together. That's the gist of and the movie. And Wancho is his. Is, is, I believe, is that. Now I've heard. Well, a, lot of guys did, a lot of guys didn't pick up the a phone. A lot of guys didn't pick up the phone. We got down to Wancho on the list. Damn near everybody. Damn near everybody. They're at the back of guys. He couldn't even get Lucas number. Yeah, well, who else is there? There's a lot of guys before Wancho. I mean, I'm calling Evan Poirier before I call Wancho and Agronis. But I did hear that Doc Rivers, Matisse Thibel, um, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, and Tyrese Maxey are all making appearances in the movie. I think, and there was they were That's dope. there was a bunch of them running like like uh, pick up ball with Adam Sandler in Philly. So that would make sense. Yeah. That would, that would make dope. sense. All right, who else got something to say at the buzzer? I'll go. Mm. You know, it's football season. We talk a lot of NFL today. Let's do it. But I'm all in on those Pitt Panthers. I said it last week. We were given 38. We were one of the biggest favorites on the card to UMass, and that's the games you find out. If you cover that 38, this team's legit. If you don't cover 38 to UMass week one, you're in trouble. They won 51 to seven. Mm. Kenny Pickett coming back, fifth year. Could have got drafted last year, seventh round. You come back. It was the right move. They're a good team, boys. Ready. We're ready. We got Tennessee this weekend. We might not lose to the Clemson game. Are Are you going to try and go make it up to those games? What's up? Are you going to make it to those games? I am going to the Clemson game. I already got tickets. Yep, that'll be awesome. October 23rd. Holly either comes back the happiest dude in the world, or you can't get mad play. at losing yeah, to Clemson. Yeah, it's, it's if you were like four and three going in, or if you were like six mm-hmm. and one. If like, you're undefeated going in, like you're going to be tight if they lose. I'm just. Oh yeah, you. no, that's facts. Like, this team's to, good though. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hyped again. Game? Shit, we did it what two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. At the buzzer, Matt. What's going Make on? sure your employer guarantees health insurance. Oh, oh no. Because I got burned. Oh, they said no. after 90 days, they'd give me health insurance, and then it turned into, oh, you will pay a portion of it if you sign up your son. Boomers will lie to your yeah. face about health benefits and then wonder why people are liberal. <laughs> I wonder why I want universal health care yeah, when you those... straight lie to my face about health insurance. I, that's so I'm this, sorry to hear that. This yeah. sounds like there's a, a backstory if you don't mind going into it. How, yeah, I said after people? 90 days, I get health care. Right. So after 90 days, I talked to my boss. Like, yeah, can I get health care? I was like, well, actually, I've never done this before. Oh, so, oh, oh, well, it's because oh. it's my first. And it's like, well, I'll, I'll, we'll pay like 40% if you find something on the exchange. I was like, what? If you find something, if you find something for the low, low, we're right. going so, so to sign up on Penny. Got that life, like, uh, like unique life event kind of thing. Okay. So uh, all my health payments for this year are tax deductible. All right. So you may, you may, Let me tell you right. what. That happens to me. HR is going to fear the name Jake Galley. <laughs> Should fear the name Matt Robinson. I will be going ham I'm all on, all their, all on their HR. Yeah, I'm all been a kitchen. On their oh, HR, I, yeah. I, They just got an important glass. They got a glass door of you. Boom. Mm-hmm. Blew up the glass door. Let's go. <laughs> all right. What I got to say at the, at the buzzers, I work at, at Dick Sporting Goods now, and uh, I'm in the shoe department. Can I tell you all the amount of disgruntled parents that come in to get last-minute shoes for little Johnny and Susie. School has started now, by the way, and we are still getting, you know, parents in to, to, to try and get not only sneakers, football cleats, soccer cleats, 
field hockey cleats. And I'm looking at these parents like, what have your children been wearing all summer when, when it's going into these games? Like, now it's game time. The hoopty Johns. They got the old Johns, and the they're like, look, Jones. mom and dad, I can't do yeah, this. Yeah, they got I've last year's cleats. Um, oh, man. I've been there. Yo, we've all, we probably all got busy parents in here. We, we've all been there. But there was this one mom in particular uh-uh. who stood above the rest. And when I tell you, like, the lack of, the, the, the lack of preparedness was scary. She had four kids. Two twins playing flag football, an older daughter playing field hockey, and then an older son, older son playing tackle football. All four had practiced that that night that she came in. It's about two thirty, three o'clock. She had not one thing. I mean, I mean, from from a sock to a cleat to a pad, had nothing. And it's just going around asking me like, well. Do, if they're going out in the field to play football, like, do they need cleats oh, or can man. I can I just send them out in sneakers? I'm like, no, man. They, <laughs> if they, you want your son to be decleated, <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead. Look, see, CTE is real. <laughs> he need the adequate equipment. So, it's about there's two messages in here. One, parents, as much as you preach to us, don't wait for the last minute to do stuff. Don't wait for the last minute to do stuff. And two, for all the busy parents out there who are just a little bit insecure of doing things at the last minute, know that you are not alone. And I promise you. Ask Mrs. Gillespie, who was at Dick's Sporting Goods, you are not the worst one. That's that's why I had to say the buzzer. But that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. I can't harp on it enough. First episode of season two. So get used to seeing us here in Brownstone Media and Potsdam, PA. For those who are joining us on our YouTube, speaking of joining us on our YouTube, a little plug. Our YouTube is new and revamped, y'all. We got Kyle's Big Boards all up on there. We got Fantasyland going up on there. Stat Matt Deep Dives going up on there. So, Along with this episode, go get all of our content. And as always, we're on every podcast platform, as always. For my guys, Jake Galley, Kyle Sarek, and Stat Matt Robinson, I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up.